right, we're live in three, two, one. Hello. Hello, welcome to another detailed episode of Minor Miami. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> A detailed episode of Miners. Let's try <laughs> What are you thinking about, man? Let's try that again. <laughs> <laughs> detailed episode of Miners. <laughs> oh, man. Welcome to another episode of Minor Details. This is number Hello. 10. Number 10. And today we are brought to you live in 1080 or 720. I don't even know. I don't remember. One of the two. We're just messing around with some cameras that we have here. But what are we talking about today, Marcus? Today we're talking about ghosts in the shell. Wait, who are we? I'm Chimp and you are? I'm Marcus. There we go. Wait, we're- I thought it was Cabbage Patch Kid. It could be either or. I could be anything you want. How about Sea Dog? You could be anything. How about for the right money, I'll be anything you want. And so now we're gonna <laughs> now we're gonna talk about Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. Which one? The manga or the film? Well, I mean, we'll just talk about the concepts explored in both. Okay. Yeah. And, but I, I believe uh, we both have more experience with the movie, right? Yes, I've seen the movie um, many times, like at least two, three times. First time I saw it, I was like a teen, and funny enough, it was like a marathon like a certain tv show i think it might have been the science channel they sci-fi. did or sci-fi yeah um they did ghost in the shell and right after that they did blade runner and those were like the first two introductions to like that cyberpunk world nice which is great very good uh this is definitely one of my favorite series i'm sure i've mentioned it before um i have the manga right here yes which is which is really cool. It's um, it's it came in a little earlier than the than the movie, but it's it explores a different side of that world. Um, we'll get into that. But I was, the movie, I think, is the most popular. Yeah, like the yeah, first, the movie. First movie. It's more influential. That's for sure. Oh yeah, you can see it in other forms and media. That movie came out in what, like, nineteen ninety five, and that like inspired a lot of other media's, like um, the Matrix. Like, there's a lot of. Um, scenes that are just straight up jacked from Ghost in the Shell, and they put in Matrix. Yeah, I would say that and and Akira are like the two main large yeah. anime films of that time. Those are very important in like film mm-hmm. history because those were like the very early introduction to Western audiences to anime. Not something that it's a kids thing. It's not like a kids cartoon, but a form media that could tackle like serious mature themes yeah and philosophical themes yeah a lot of people think cartoons and they think kids yeah like i think like a scooby-doo or like um like those types of shows you know like i would imagine that was the mindset back then yeah you know when this movie came out yeah and, and even when a lot of cartoons may have some adult themes here and there but overall it was geared toward kids kids and if the adult themes were there i feel they were more of like jokes mm-hmm. for like the adult audience watching yeah. with their kids yeah kids won't get it but you get it which is what ghost in a shell is awesome about that it doesn't it kind of breaks that whole mold you know in the very beginning scenes too was very very like scenic almost you know it's it's very graceful too very good animations and everything about it just fits like it's all setting. Yeah, no, but, but just real quick. So, yes, the, that main movie from 95 was the most influential one. But from there, yes. there was a second one, which wasn't as great, I think. Oh, yeah. Close to the show to Innocence. They did do, like, other continuous films. I, I do remember that. But yeah. it would be more like 
I feel like you would need to watch a TV show a bit to fully understand the other sequel films. Well, I really like the TV show, Ghost in the Show, Standalone Complex. Yeah, I used to watch that when I was a kid, when it was on Adult Swim, but I vaguely remember it's it It's one of the things you have to watch again now because they go into a lot of the... Um, they explore the same concepts of, of false memories, but they go deeper into um, like secret organizations. It's, it's actually... Both, there's two seasons. So one season covers one main villain. The second season co- covers the other main villain. Okay, it's I see. Super, super good. So let's um, give a quick description of Ghost in the Shell. So Ghost in the Shell takes place in a future cyberpunk as city. The main character, uh, Major, she's a... Uh, what was her name? Mo, um, uh, Motoko... Makoto... Makoto... Kusanagi. Kusanagi. And um, she's kind of like the whole film dealing with like her own existential dread if i could put it in that sense in the sense of like she's trying to find her place in the world or she's feeling like she's missing something that she's not a part of something greater and she feels very isolated and i feel the perfect scene that represents that isolation is the scene where the um when she wakes up from bed and the lighting in the room in her like little apartment is really weird Cause you have like the city shining in it's like a bright day so like it should light up the whole room but instead it's her almost like with her knees up and everything almost in a fetal position looking at the city in complete darkness so i feel like that's a great representation of like she's trying to find that connection to something represented with the bright light of the city but in her own mind she's like isolated in that small room and I feel that's kind of like one of the themes of the film is that there, there's like there's like um, an existential dread with like people who have some form of consciousness, right? That deals with I'm not part of the greater thing or my experience is just a drop in the bucket to like the overall everything. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, one of the main things that it's explored is like like um, being human, what it is to be human, what makes a human, um, especially in terms of memories, um, how, how we were saying before, false memories yeah. and planning people with false memories. You know, like your memories in a way are, are your identity. It's, yeah. it's, it's, um, it's the thoughts, the experiences you had, um, what kind of makes you you, like, oh yeah, I'm that kind of person or I've done this, I've done that. And if you don't have that, then it's kind of hard to... Um, to really see an identity because like you, you're just taking in all all this data, but it's not yes. attached to anything. So it, I love how the film explores that and, and um, all the subsequent uh, media as well. They, they, yes. They always go back to this idea of false memories. False memories. And in, in this. Um, side- or hacked ghosts. Yes. Exactly. More this- specifically hacked ghosts. Um, just to be a quick, quick description on that. Um, the puppet master, he would plant false memories in the individuals that he would want to control. And they would believe that and they and that's like part of the whole puppet master is he able to go into like essentially a human's consciousness but it's it's called a ghost but that's just like the advancement that they are in that civilization where people have like cybernetics in them even regular humans could have like regular cybernetics in their brain yeah i mean they're all they were all regular humans but yeah. some- no 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 uh, makoto is a cyborg complete but full she, cyborg. But she was originally, but she was originally human. Exactly. So yeah. exactly. So they were all originally humans at one point. 
And as they got those advancements, yes, that kind of like blurs the line between what, what's man and what's machine as they're changing all of these parts. And what was left really is um, what made them human in, in that way was their ghost, their their consciousness, their yeah. spirit, whatever you want to call whatever it. Whatever you want to call it, yeah. It gets more detailed, I would imagine, in the manga, um, or not, at least a little bit. Not really. It's, no? really, it, okay. it's really interesting. In, in the, I mean, it kind of does, but okay. it, in the manga, it um, the major is a lot more human, Bato is a lot more human, like they act they're a lot more personable. Yeah, I just want to mention, I was flipping through the pages and I see there's like moments where they're just having fun. Yes. Where it's just like, they're just all chilling together on a beach or something. And, and I saw that, I was like, what the hell, you know? It was very different, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. But um, yeah, and so, I mean, for, for the sake of the movie, they made her um a lot more like dead in a way, like less human, but more... Well, my uh, thought on that, my thought of her emotional reacting, I don't think it's more dead. I feel like she's more like, again, that sense of like dread. I would compare it to dread where she's like, it feels like she's working towards a goal, but never achieving it. And, Absolutely. and she's looking for that, that she's looking for like her purpose, essentially. Now, what you were talking about with the human, like what makes a human, what makes a, you know, like a robot and stuff. I wanted to pinpoint a scene in the movie, which is my personal favorite scene. It's um, when Togusa, the only non-modified human, he is confirmed, like, I don't think he has any cybernetics in him. Only thing he has is the thing um, oh, yeah. on his neck to, uh, to plug into that network. Yeah, to the network stuff. But I think that would be considered like a low level. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, cybernetic. That's at like least. basic. Yeah, like basic. <laughs> that's like getting like a flip phone. Yeah. Or a like, USB port. <laughs> the government probably gives it for free. Yeah. 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 But um, he asked Major Kutsunagi, like, why am I on your team, essentially? Because Bato is a cyborg um the major is a cyborg so he's like why am i the non-human in this group i can't really like do much and kutsuragi's response is that essentially he gives a different perspective on something because when you over specialize on something over time there's just going to be um what's the word uh it's just going to degrade over time or there's going to be weaknesses yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I'll compare it to like music. Like if you only, only focus on one style of music, you're not going to get good at anything else. You're like going to be stuck in that rut. And then at some point you're going to reach a point where you like, you don't really learn anymore or not just that, but in, in the context of the movie, like you're not going to um, be able to adapt to other style changes yes. or anything like that. Cause you're stuck in what you know. Yeah. Only what you know. But when you have at least a fresh set of eyes, even if they are completely wrong on something, you would know that's at least wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And then you have like, you could continue with an argument and then just continuously keep digging at each other to find the right solution. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, um, that's what I really like about the film. Just that little interaction, right? And they like, they continuously play on that um, in the, in the, um, in a standalone complex in the show. Because, like, like we're saying, like, like he, he, he's the one who, who actually has a family. He has his wife, kids, and this and that, and no one else does. But um, and, and and one joke is that he still uses his 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 old revolver, his old revolver yeah, from when he was a policeman, his Mauser, yeah. and and they always make fun of him. Like, What's wrong with you? You using that? Like, yeah, we have all these things, and you're like, no, nah, this is like old, faithful, trusty. Yeah, it's and got actually, the power. That's for sure. And, and it actually saves him at one point too. There you go. <laughs> 
because of course when stuff gets hacked and you you know and you can't use it you're like stuck you're relying on analog um tech essentially yeah yeah that's that's another one of the themes in, in the movie that's explored a lot is just the idea i guess of you call it now cybersecurity. yeah now it's cybersecurity, and but even that has like flaws in it itself you know but we're always working towards the greater technological advancement. But here's here's another thing I want to get down with the themes of the movie, which I think is the ultimate theme of the movie. Now, during this time, like during the 90s and stuff, the pr- prodigal or the, the most like default thing when it has to deal with humans and robots, there's always like some form of conflict, like a Blade Runner, right? He's It's like a if you want to argue a human hunting down robots or a robot hunting down other robots, right? Um, Terminator, Skynet takes over and then there's like a war with machines. My favorite thing about Ghost in the Shell, especially the ending, is that it's not really about the conflict, but what can the two, the human and the synthetic, bring to the table to both benefit from each other? So again, it's like, it's the ending, where the puppet master and uh, spoilers <laughs> puppet master for like a old, really old film, but uh, the puppet master decides to merge with Kutsuragi. The only reason is, is because she has some of the human elements that he can never experience. And well, he, well, he, he was always seeking her out for that purpose. Yeah. He's the one who had to convince her. Yeah. But yeah, no, and um absolutely. So 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 in the end um he he would say how like the only one thing I don't have is the ability to reproduce and to die. And to die. Cuz you know like AI can't really die. Yeah. Well, when you're just information and you could just go into an information web stream, which the internet was, you know, is or whatever that version of the internet is, like if you could just go in there and exist in there, then it's like yeah, you that, can't really die. I think that's another thing we should mention. Like, this is like a real interconnected world where everyone is basically on this matrix web. Yeah, something where, like that. I'm not 100%. I don't think it dives way too much in that. I think there's like some lines here and there that explains it. That's basically yeah. it. Like, everyone plugs in. And and so um, a, a lot of times throughout the, the movie and, and, th- and through the anime, the major will will hack into to somebody by directly connecting into them and enter their consciousness. Yeah. And it's always like this battle of like consciousness. It's, it's really interesting, but um, it's interesting in the, um. so yes, in the end they do end up fusing into, in, in, into one being, Yeah, which is weird in, in the movie. She became younger. Like she entered like this, um, or they became yeah. a younger body in, in the manga. Actually, huh. it wasn't like that. They still fused, but where's the book? They actually became like this, this um, kind of like androgynous version of each other. Like it didn't look like the major. Okay, there she is. And it's really interesting, right there. So like that's a mix between the oh, the, that's the, her? The, the, the 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 major and, and and the puppeteer and the puppet master. Oh, sorry. But it, 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 right there, <laughs> that but, one. But it's the same theme where um, she kind of looks like. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, she no. kind of looks like the the '90s like sitcom lady with the crazy hair and the giant shoulder pads. Yeah, and the giant <laughs> fucking shoulder pads. Yeah. Wow, she went to like a badass to like <laughs> like a comedy thing. 
It's hilarious. No, but, that um, is really different. But I think um, that might have been a dictatorial decision to represent maybe like a new life, like a child, essentially. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. No. Um. The the director, which we should definitely, I think his name was Ouski. Um. And this might be kind of really off topic, but do you know what that reminds me of? The two of her merging into like a child's body, and she's like kind of like really mature, even though she's in a child's body. Reminds me of Doom, Dune, with the uh, with Paul's sister. Oh yes, 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 yes. Okay, I, I, you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, sorry. So, what are we talking about? They merged, and so it's interesting in, in the manga. Um, he kind of it's kind of hinted at that he's kind of watching her through the cyber world. Oh uh, yeah. So he was like kind of seeking her out. I would imagine there are like cameras and mass surveillance in that world, you know. But they had a conversation at some point in the cyberspace. Ah. So it's 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 it's, it's kind of interesting. It's 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 hinting at like that like that. Um, well, he's hinting that the um mangaka um Shiro Masamune that we live in the cyber world at the same time as this physical world. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's really it's almost, interesting. It's almost like the internet or that flow is like another dimension of its own kind. Another plane of existence, if you will. Yeah, you know? exactly. But the only difference is, is that this plane of existence can literally be turned off. Can it? Well, any type of major earthquake or some type of like mass extinction event, you know, then... And that would be gone along with the planet, I guess, in some cases. So let's so let's go back to the idea of like the the ghost, the spirit, whatever. Oh yeah, it's the not ghost. Like, it's, it's not like I'm plugged into that. Anything. Is very smartly um, designed, by the way. Like with the with the terminology, I really like how Ghost in the Shell like explain things in the terminology in itself. You know, uh, I just want to point it out. You know, the spirit ghost or mm-hmm. whatever. That's such a cool. Concept. Yeah, the ghost in the shell, the yeah, shell being the it's body. It's so cool. It's almost like a Zen Buddhist thing in the same time. But yeah, you continue. Yeah. But yeah, to just ex- ex- explore the idea a little bit. Like, so, okay, so if I have a ghost in me, if I have my spirit in me, but I'm not yeah. really plugged into anything, I'm not on the internet per se. If, you know, there, we had nuclear war right now and the power went out everywhere, I still have my ghost. So then are they suggesting, or is, is, is he suggesting that? Our consciousness lives on a different plane that connects with the internet. So the internet is something outside mm. of what we create. We're actually just connecting to something that's already there. Yeah. I'm not a philosopher, but I'll just give you my opinion on it. I honestly think maybe he's trying to find a new form of existence. Absolutely. Just for the fact of the two merging, because technically they would be the first ones doing that. Mm-hmm. And in turn creates a new being. What that? What does that mean? This is why I love the sh- the movie because they just leave it there. Yeah, they just leave it right there. What she's gonna do? What's her aspiration? What's her like goals now? Right, and it just leaves it right there. So to me, that's why it goes back to like like what it is to be human. What makes a human? And yeah. the, and the team itself signifies that from Togusa, who's who's the most human. So I would say the major who the only thing who's not that's not human about her is her freaking brain. Yeah, that's it. It's just like she's fully like cybernetic so then that, that that begs the question what makes a human like um and then why is the puppet why is the puppet master different you know like everyone says you know he's not human he's he's an ai he's an ai and yeah. he's saying no i am a 
a sentient being. I'm I'm alive. I think I do things. Yeah. It's then, the it's uh, it's that thing if I uh it, um what is it? I think therefore I am. Exactly. Yeah. Um the um Descartes. But it's 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 it makes you think. So what makes a human a human? And is um like can you deny the puppet master being human? I mean on some level he's not obviously yeah. he wasn't born, but Well the was he? I I um recently saw a video on a like a person who studies robot give the best explanation on that argument. Look at am, animal rights. There's something that can't speak for themselves. They have like a form of I'm not a spiritualist, but they have form of like energy or spirit of some kind, right? And some of them are intelligent, you know? But then look how we treat these animals, you know, and, and I and I do respect animal rights myself, but I do eat meat. You know, I'm not a vegan, um, but I just had chicken. Yeah, you just had chicken. <laughs> it's delicious. I can't I can't stop myself. Yeah, so I tried it for a few I'm months. Weak. But I was yeah, like, no. I'm a weak person. But um, <laughs> but that's like a good comparison, right? Because so far, the amount of robotics we could build are still very elementary. Right. And here's another thing. A lot of people, I assume, think that we're going to be building robots to like look like us. But what in its function, what would it like serve to do that? Right. Because there's been studies shown that you could show a person like like a non face doll or something like a doll with no face or something. And people will still give it some type of like emotional thing behind it. Right. And um that's the biggest theme I like in this is the fact that it's not so much about there is those elements of like what makes a human, what makes that. But I really like the point of like there's two weaknesses on both sides. And the only way to like overcome these weaknesses or discover something new merge. And I really like that aspect of the film when it's not so much about conflict. It's not so much this wall put in between us and physical objects, which is pretty crazy if you think about it. It's like what you say. You know, you look at Major Kutsuragi and it, like what differentiates her from a robot, you know? Just because she has a human mind, it's like, okay, that's cool, but like you could do things that's not human, right? Like she could jump off the tall building. She could like rip off the tank top, remember? That, that was such a cool fucking scene too. Love that scene. They show like all the little individual fibers and it's almost a full representation of her like literally stripping her own humanity to discover what this being really wants. Yeah. And throughout the whole film, another thing I like is how humans try to keep treating this puppet master like a tool because he was born a tool. He was born as like a, like a, I believe like a spy program or like a spy thing. He's from, he's actually made by... Section 6? Section 6. No, okay, I'm sorry, because I'm thinking in, in... In the manga? No, in the in the, in the anime. Yeah. They have another similar puppet master, but he was actually made by America. Oh, damn America. <laughs> and he got over here. Fucking America ruined everything, just spreading its <laughs> shit everywhere. <laughs> and there's a blonde, um, there's actually a, a, a blonde spy um, who comes over. It's, it's really interesting. Oh, that's cool. Watch, watch the anime. It's really good. I'll check out the anime when I can. But um, what I was? How oh, you do? Oh, that's cool. That's that's good. That's great. 
but yeah, no, there's there's definitely that element of where where things are merging, um, becoming one. Yeah, because it has to. Like when you think about it, like like there's going to be change in life. Well, that's this is another reason where I think Ghost in the Shell is a more realistic turn of like how human and technology are going to be like in their relationship with each other. Yeah, for every person who who complains about, oh, I hate this new technology. Get used to it, because you know what? It's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, it's just going to get better. And it's and the and the thing I find scary is the whole consumerism behind it. It's not like we're creating these robotics to help people, but it's like how can we make money off of these people? So in turn, that's going to be the old, the back set of all these new discoveries, right? For instance, let's say they come out with like a new synthetic eye. Right. It, can, it has Wi-Fi. It could connect on the internet and stuff. You put it in and then you start getting ads. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm afraid of. I always thought about that. Oh. Yeah. It, I'm not afraid of human technology integration because that's just going to be a thing one day. You just want to keep feel. your privacy. Yeah. Like, I, I, like privacy is going to be like a, one of those other topics that we should definitely talk about. Because yeah, like we're going to, at some point with this technological revolution, we have to give up our own sense of security. Oh, but we already have. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we already have. have already. Yeah. Like we, we think about it, we have our phones with us all the time. It's yeah. a camera, it's a recorder, it's a, it's a GPS it's device. It's everything. It's our, it's our digital Aristotle. And then now um, let's take it to the world of Ghost in the Shell. Well, that is inside of you. Yeah. And it's not something you could just take off necessarily. So what happens when that security is threatened whether it's through ads whether you it's get like hacked ghosts man you, you get like those dudes who are like whoa like all fucking messed up and everything yeah so it's 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 crazy that's gonna happen i'm telling you man so we really have to focus on on like i was saying like cybersecurity, like like being able to protect ourselves while yes. still taking advantage of these technologies of these technologies yes keep yourself safe especially because that's gonna be like the only that's gonna be if you don't already like look at your own security, right? That's going to be the thing that everyone's given up. You know what and, I mean? For it, and it's willingness too. It's not like they're not willing to do it because you do want the new phone, the new this, new that. And I'm not saying that's bad. If anything, that's good. It, it like promotes more competition and it promotes people being more innovative. But the whole consumerism and like the, how predatory it is, that's what I'm scared of. Yeah, you you really have to look at it that way. Um, there was a remake. No, that wasn't a remake. It was a restart, a reset of the anime. Really? Yeah, it's um, like a whole reboot. There was a reboot. Yeah, reboot. In, yeah. In the last I think, five years, it's called um, Ghost in the Show. Oh God, I can't remember. I love it. I've seen it. So, it's on Netflix. I've seen it so many times. Okay. And so it's interesting. Um, Wait a minute. Is that the ghost in the show with Kutsuragi? Yeah, her like hair short, is different. Really yeah, hair? Oh, I, I seen really good. it like really good. flipping through and I do want to see it. But, you know, I'm kind of like that old school guy. I like I like the old school things. And I like keeping that like that image of ghost in the shell in my head. But, gotcha. if, but if but if it's really good, I will check it out. There's been so many versions of the major. I, I tell you, yeah, like, that's the thing that throws me off with Ghost in the Shell is that there's so many different forms of it, and I get overwhelmed by it. But they always yeah. explore the same themes. Um, some are more political, like uh, the, the the anime um standalone complex is definitely more political and more conspiratorial. I would say. I do know in the anime they deal with like terrorism. Like yeah. a lot oh, of yeah. terrorism s things, and for it was sure. during the time of like the Iraq invasion and stuff like that. 
So it's like crazy parallels. It's not necessarily set in that world, but it does like kind of like allude to that, but it's not really yeah. that world. It's not really that. Okay. Yeah. It's, 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 it's more based in Japan. There's a lot of, um, uh, terrorism in uh, nearby countries and stuff. Yeah, it's really interesting. But so what I was what I was trying to say is that in in this one in the in the reboot, I can't remember, I can't remember the name, whatever. Um, so the major is originally a part of the military. Yes, and she got her cybernetic body from the military, bought and paid by the military. And then, long story short, she basically had to um, secure that when she when she leaves the military. Her body is her own because let's think about it. All these amazing technologies and advancements that, that we're talking about cost a lot of money. Yes. Not just the stuff, but the actual R&D, you know, to, to get there. So it's, it's, it's a question in the real world too. Like if, where's all this money coming from? It's usually the government, government or it's Silicon Valley. Or it's Silicon Valley. Yeah. So it's, it's usually owned by these different private entities. And even if the government is public, they don't necessarily make everything public. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's used. It's used privately, whether it's by you know the the, the government or or Silicon Valley, a, a, a private venture capitalist. Who knows? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my point is, so so it's it's, it's interesting um, that she had to secure her body, which because it's basically a part of her, but she's owned by the government for these reasons. Yeah. And then thankfully she was all, um she was able to make uh, make a deal where she keeps her body and she uh, she's an, an independent person or whatever. So that makes me think about like like this now in, in this world like as we get these advance advancements I mean we see you know it's um it's already dominated mostly by by big one corporations yeah. Google, Apple and we and now there's a new corporate move that a lot of people are adopting, which is the Amazon style, which is just buy up all your competitors. Oh yeah, and just have it all centralized into one thing. I used to work for a company who did that, and they fell apart. Yeah, because uh, if you don't have the infrastructure to like control everything, then you get too big and you fall apart. And you fall apart, of course. But um, but yeah, no. So uh, there's definitely a trade-off. Like I definitely don't blame anyone for uh, wanting like the like, the latest tech. This and that. I, I love it myself. Yeah, but. I mean, I'm I play on fucking PC, man. I play video games and I like to do modeling and stuff like that. So I need like these technologies. You but there, know? but there is a big trade off, especially when you're like subscribing to like just Google or just Apple because you're giving up a lot of your private information. Yes, yeah, they're they're taking all your stuff and they're selling it. Oh yeah, for sure. You ever get telemarketers? You ever get like you ever talk about things and it shows up on your feed of anything? That's them listening, knowing what you want. Mm -hmm. See, and that begs another thing, like um, all these algorithms and everything. Like it's almost like they could defy who you are based on what you search for, right? And the craziest thing is that when you're in private and you search for your private things, then they really know who you are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's the that's the scary part. Yep, I feel, and that's like the that's the sense I'm talking about. At some point. We're going to have to give up all that. It, now we can control it to some extent if you're personally responsible, right? If you handle your own internet security in a fashionable way, I guess, or like a like the way you know how to do it. I'm not very technical on that, you know? So I wouldn't know what to do. But my whole point is that's going to be gone. At some point, there's that's just all going to be gone. And then you're just going to have to give it up. 
Yeah, I mean, and to, to bring it back to Ghost in the Show, like at one point, it's not just you know what you uh, where you search for in private, but if these implants are a part of our consciousness, then it's down to what you think, whether you're in private or or, or in yeah. public. This is um this is another anime I really like. It's kind of like the same genre, but it's called Psychopaths. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, I remember hearing that. Psychopaths is also another like um cyberpunkish anime, but it deals with like detectives. And they have such a cool concept where everybody is like subscribed to basically the, the, the internet. I'm just giving a short description because it's really long and complicated. But the thing is that it's basically 1984 thought police, but internet. So as soon as you start having like different levels of emotion or you start dipping into extreme emotion, which this system defies as like you're, you're like going over the limit, you're about to be like emotionally unstable. They just straight up murk you. That's it. They don't like tase you and put you in jail. No, you once you break that emotional limit of some kind, you're gone. And the first episode is a great example of how the system works. Because um, a random lady gets caught in like a hostage situation. So the detective kill the guy, you know, who has a hostage. And then a couple seconds later kills the hostage because her emotion just like flared up while being like, taken and the and the system decided there's no turning back for this lady yeah i mean i mean emotions is part of being human yeah that's Every, the thing it's part of being everyone human. experiences and that's emotions. probably what that um puppet master also wanted to experience that perhaps uh but like at the same time when you are in such a high emotional state especially after something so crazy whether it's death of a family or friend or war or something like that your reason just takes a nosedive. Like you're yeah. less likely to make, you know, like not necessarily logical, but just like to reason um, with your actions and, and, and your decisions. Yeah. So it's it's kind of it, to me what you're saying right there ex explores that idea. Well, if humans can't necessarily control themselves, like some are more emotional than others, or not necessarily more emotional, but um, could they, be like you know, like they could have chemical imbalances. Just that's a natural also, thing. That's also know? part of it. Like, like just just take just just take one person, whether they've had the time, whether let's say they've never gone through like death in the family or something like that. Yeah, and they're just not used to that. So does that make them like imbalanced in any way? Not necessarily. They just never experienced this. Yeah, yeah. Versus someone who just, in general, just they're more erratic. Um, their chemical imbalances might make them more susceptible to. I don't know, like. Um, so like crazy, crazy shit or whatever, yeah. So then um, that always goes down to the idea of, okay, well, should these people not be allowed in this society or not? And who makes those decisions? In my opinion, it's more like um, what separates the man and machine at that point. When everyone's designed to be a certain way. And if you go the other way, if you like stray from that idea, then you're just taken out you're not like a person you're not a person who has family you're just somebody who went the wrong way and that needs to be extinguished because that's a problem who makes that decision yeah that's that's the whole thing and it's so cool and it's such a mind like twisting i don't want to say it you know yeah. what i mean because it's it, trust me like i'll watch the ghost in the show you got to watch psychopaths now all right yeah because like um because that's that's what plays into it, who makes these decisions, and that's like the whole overall. Who watches thing. the Watchmen? Yeah, who watches <laughs> the Watchmen? Yeah, but they do like such a cool 
twist on it that I really like enjoyed it. And they did make like sequels and stuff, but that it's like one of those things where I think it's like perfect as like the show or the manga. So I'm not even going to bother with the sequel because I don't want that. I don't want the knowledge of the sequels if it's like whatever. The spoiler you know? free. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's how I feel about like Star Wars now, you know? Oh, yeah. I just wish I saw the original trilogy and just that's it. That's you know, it. that that's, did you see the sequel trilogy? No, no, not at all. And I'm happy for it. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, what else did we not talk about with Ghost in the Shell? Pretty much covered a good amount of bases with it. You know, the only other things to talk about would be like Bato. Because I like Bato as a character. He's, oh, he's like great. this like renegade dude, but he's like also really caring about the major. And you don't know if it's like a romantic thing yeah. or just like a respect thing. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that little part of his character because it leaves it up to mystery. You know, personally, I think it's more of a respect thing. You know, I, I think he like just sees her as like, I think he puts her on a pedestal. Oh, yeah. And is like, this is the idea being, I guess. Right. Absolutely. No, like um, he definitely uh, cares for her very, very much. And I mean, she does kind of hint at, 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 at certain things to like tease him, but they seem more like brother and sister. Than yeah, anything. like more like brother and sister type of thing. Yeah. And then Saito, he's the um, the the sniper um, with the sniper eye, who who's always sleeping, and he's just like he's this um, he's a avid gambler, but to like the point where he's um, addicted to it. Yeah. That's but fun. it makes a lot of sense for, for 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 someone who's like gambling with their life in a way. Or, with a yeah. with a sniper shot, you know. Well, like um, I do remember this from the from the show because I do remember because this is in my mind. It's like one of my favorite episodes in the show is when he met the major for the first time, mm -hmm. and it was like in a battle. Yeah, and he like works alone. You know, they even say like, "Oh, this is a solo sniper," and they were kind of surprised, you know, because usually there's like a partner, you know, like the spotter and the shooter, right? And um. And um, it's a very, like, memorable episode. It, it, like, now when you tell me about the gambling thing and relates to the character, I'm, like, now, like, putting two to two together. So the sniper scene is the most memorable scene to me. And it's probably one of the few episodes I've seen of that show. And it makes sense when you put the two to two together. I didn't think about it. I didn't think he would have a gambling addiction because, like, he's a sniper, which now makes sense to me. Since you had to literally put the pieces just pretty funny, but <laughs> I've watched a lot of Ghost in the Shell. I, I, I don't know why I love that show so much. Oh, we haven't even mentioned one of my favorite parts. Huh. The um, the little robot dudes, and there's like the the little like the um they're called there are three different names because there's three different versions. There's a Fuchikomi. Uh, oh, the little tanks. Tachikoma. The tanks. Yes. No, the tanks were always the best part of Ghost in the Shell. I love how they. You know, I told you I don't like cutesy stuff but i really like it with those robots <laughs> because it just i don't know why it just makes sense i feel like that's a good fitting for a robot personality if it's gonna cause like mass destruction and like mayhem it better have a cutesy voice <laughs> yes absolutely no it's, it's they're definitely my favorite they're just they're like dogs to me but they can talk yeah yeah exactly <laughs> oh my god and there's a there's a crazy scene in in the in the manga since we're talking about it, where she has this crazy um, 
I'm looking Le- at the book. Lesbian. What? Yeah, first of all, like they have like like she has sex in in in, in cyber world. Like she plugs uh-huh. in, and so and then does she bang the robot? No, she's she's banging a, a bunch of women. Oh damn! Oh my god, it's a very explicit. I think that's like, isn't that like hinted at in the movie? Yes, it the, is hinted at for sure. Yeah. But, uh, I also do like how this show, how the movie plays with sexuality and stuff. Like the AI is this abdominous hybrid of man and woman, you know? Mm-hmm. But it th- shouldn't have any form of gender because it's literally just code, you know? Yeah, and like, and like, I think that's kind of what, what this movie explores, uh, just uh, everything in general explores is like, like we were saying, like, like what it means to be human. So then it makes us think of our world now and like what makes a person a person. Yeah. Very- and that's one of the most difficult things is how do you understand something that you don't understand? Yes. You know? Exactly. And that's my big thing on like self-aware AI. That's personally why I don't think it would ever be a real thing. Maybe maybe one day, right? But we can't in ourselves explain our own consciousness. So how would we be able to make something that would be able to be conscious, but we have a very limited like explanation of how we are as humans conscious. Yeah. And to take it back to the whole, um, the, the, the whole synthesis thing, like we probably can't imagine such a future because it's not so alien to us. Exactly. It's not going to really involve humans. It's going to yeah. involve a new version of people, people mm-hmm. with different perspectives and understanding post human post evolution, post human revolution. Post-human, post-evolution. Okay. Because you know, like if 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 we're if we have these cyber bodies, implants, this and that, that they're not really evolving per se. You know, it's it's less. I mean, depending on on how it's made. Yeah, but- it depends on how you look at it. Because then you ask, like, when humans discover tools, wouldn't you say they started evolving from there to build, like, not evolving, but they learned to build houses? Oh or, yeah, like, for sure. You know, and that's my thing is that the technology will just be a tool that we're just slowly going to integrate into ourselves. But my question is like, is, is like, are we still going to be using, is genetics still going to be a part of our, of our, the propagation of, of humans, of, of life in general? Like, because like, when you look at it and from an evolutionary point of view, like our, our bodies, not necessarily our bodies, but like, Life changes in order to adapt. Yeah. So, like, so it's not not necessarily that the, the the strongest survive, but um, no, no, the the most adapted to the current environment survive. Yeah. Well, yeah. I would say it would be the environment, and then they would have to like adapt to that environment. But like, we're not dealing with like like very primitive things like survival. Like, we wouldn't be integrating technology unless it was like. A, cat- a catastrophe to happen. We're not like, we're not like, um, fully integrating human and technology into each other, you know, like, um, yet. not yet. Yeah, that's for sure. Not yet. But, um, I forgot what point I was trying to make with this. Well, another interesting thing, if they aren't already, I feel like the, like the next, 
shamans, the, the, the next priest, if you want to call it that, of, 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 of our society that's becoming more and more technolog technologically advanced are going to be people who understand this cyber world. Talking about that, too, very quickly, I'm going to talk about the music in Ghost in a Shell because it reminds me a lot of, like, it, it deals with a lot of voices and it's very, like, um, you know, like, uh, harmonizing and stuff. And it's very, like, spiritual in a sense, you know, with uh, human voices, you know, doing chantings and stuff like that over this cyberpunk setting. Yeah. And um, another thing I really like is the bell that always clicks at some scenes you know yeah that and it's almost like a gong you know where you they're like and it's usually those scenes with the bell where they start giving crazy philosophical expo ex uh exposition is that is that the word yeah that works um and it's almost like church you know they're doing their chanting and they're explaining out what the means of their what they think life is you know, and um, I, I just love the music. And that's what really stayed with me throughout um, Ghost in a Shell. Because every time I see some type of cyberpunk-esque setting and they have, like, monks or, like, some type of, like, gospel music or something like that in that spiritual form, that's – I love that. Like that is, that is my favorite combination is the spiritualism and the cybernetic part. Because they almost are complete opposite, right? One is fully on belief and faith, the faith, like stuff of the unknown. You know, you don't really know it's there, but you believe in it, right? While the internet is something that does exist, you know what I mean? But you don't need to place faith in it. It's all tech. It's all data based. I disagree. I did because like 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 I was just oh, saying. Shit. I, I, are you gonna say no? Are you are you turning mechanicus now? Are you going mechanicus? I think. Are you going to start praying to your computer to turn it on? Okay. <laughs> oh. That's what they do. No, no, they do. They just say, Alexa, do this, do that. Oh, I have an Alexa at home. I have it unplugged, though. <laughs> I don't have it. No. Nah. Um, no, because, okay, so back to what I was saying. Like, okay, so the um, the class of people who will be very valued are people who understand technology who understand it, whether the in-depth mechanical stuff, the, the programming, the software, because yeah. they know how to change shit. You know, uh, uh, when we're, we're talking about services security, like uh, avoid problems like that. Yeah. They're the, um, the mechanics. Like, yes, you drive your car, you drove your car here. Yeah. But, it, but you're putting faith into that car that it's not going to break down, that it's not going to veer off mm -hmm. to the side, that it's not going to blow up. Well, I would argue that because, I mean, unless it's like a new, unless it's like a car that has defects in it, you can control that by, you know, taking it to the shop and like fixing it up. Taking and doing it all to that the set. shop, giving it to an expert who knows how to fix it. Yeah. But, but that's the, 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 my point is you're still relying on, on, some, on someone else. Like you have faith. We have to have faith in so many things. I'm, I'm not a religious person. You know that. I'm not religious at all. I don't believe in that. In fact, God. I'm kind of anti-religion, but anywho. I used to be, but I'm still uh, not a God person. But you have to have faith when you're driving on I-95 in South Florida. Oh, well. That the person next yeah. to you is not going to ram into you. Well, I think those are two different forms of faith. But they're really you're more, not, though. I wouldn't even say that's really a faith or belief thing. That's like chance. That's like, um, that's like statistical chances. You know what I mean? While like 
Like, for instance, God, right? The only way he hears you if, if you go down at, like to your local church and you start praying and you so don't why, pray. Why do people do that? For a sense of greatness, for a sense of collective being, I guess, being part of something bigger. Like, if you turn on your car, you're not, like, expecting it to be a greater thing when you turn it on. You know, you just turn it on to go where you want to go, right? While, like, religion is more like, in the sense of how I'm thinking about it in the cyberpunk universe, it's more of, like, a belief in something bigger that's, like, a human thing. You know, like, when people pray, they'll feel, like, good. They'll feel something nice in them. When I turn on my car, I'm not feeling anything i'm just turning on like like it's like if i turn on a switch how about if your car stopped working for a month oh uh, well <laughs> you and then once you get your car fixed you're gonna start feeling good again because now you can get to work now you get to the places you need to go well that's more of like again it comes back to you're thinking like in that instant while the religion is more constant you know like if my car breaks down i could just call and get it repaired or get it roadside service of some kind. Once again, if somebody in my family dies, there is like nobody there to really like help you, right? It's only you and yourself. But then if you believe in something greater, if you believe that soul went to some form of paradise, I'm going to feel greater in the terms of like spirituality, you know, where in the terms of like she's gone, but she's gone to a better place. Right. Or he's gone or whoever, you know, and that's the sense I get with the with the um, and that's what it talks about in the anime itself, because they talk about the pivotal scene. I don't know if you remember at the last com confrontation between section six and section nine, there is like a tree in the background, which is like the Jew Jewish tree of life. Mm -hmm. It's in the Torah or whatever. Right. And bullets hit it. And then it stops right at the top, which is like the ep like the uh, emphasis point of humanity. It's like the point of spirituality, right? And I kind of see that as like a like a like a hidden meaning thing, where it's like the bullets they're metallic, and sure, it's like based on gunpowder and all this stuff. But it's the two things colliding: one purely based on statistical data and stuff like that, and one that is more about a greater human element. And that's why I like the ending of it is that it's combining both. You know, it's kind of trying to combine the more statistical side of a machine while the more faithful. And I would imagine like a better, a better explanation would be like when everything is like in the bleakest, like when everything's super bleak and everything, like you still have that like religious or prayer and stuff to just hold on to that hope just before letting go. You know, I mean, obviously, there we're talking about different things. Whether it's like whether it's um, human emotion, um, spirituality versus yeah. your car. But that's you religion to me more. That the the spirituality, no doubt. But yeah. in, in in the end, like these things are all still tools to achieve a goal. Depends because if you're religious, it there is no goal. The, the only goal is is well, the goal is happiness. Happiness, yeah, the, the, or like just for living people, your life. Or for some people, for some people, the, the goal is getting into heaven. Yeah, to getting in, or well, becoming a, closer to God. Yeah, or it could be like um, like Buddhist, where there's the goal. I mean, it is a technical to, goal, but it's not a goal. Enlightenment, yeah. That's the thing. It's it's like through our thinking because we've been grown up in such a Western influence, you know. 
everything around us because, you know, we live in America, so we can't escape this, right? But you look at other parts of the world and see how they handle, like, religion and stuff like that, and it's completely different from what we think. You know what I mean? Like, look at, like, Japanese Shintoism, where there's, like, a spirit in, in, everything. in everything. Yeah. You know, like, your guitar is made out of wood, so it has, like, some form of yokai in it, or spirit or something, you know? And, um... And and I think it just harkens to something like that. Maybe that's. I mean, yeah, they're like they're different supernatural beliefs. Um, they're different ways of, of of looking of at at the plane of existence that we don't see um, yeah. that, but we feel that we're connected to in some way or somehow. Yeah, I but mean, it's like more of like a human connectiveness because when people pray, you feel better when you pray with like your neighbors. There's like that sense of connection with like unknown connection with like your neighbor. You know, because like if you see him at the church every day and you guys both praying, there's definitely going to be some connection there. Yeah. You know? But I feel like you can achieve that connectivity, that sense of community without religion. Like religion is. Oh, just... yeah. No, I'm I'm totally for that. There is ways there are social ways, social programs that could definitely achieve all this. You know what I mean? But it's just yet to be implemented. Yeah. And the substitute to all those social problems are usually religion. Like, oh, turn to religion, turn because, to this, yeah. turn to that. Give yourself up to a higher being. That's the problem I have, you know? And I think that's another part of spiritualism is that you have to, like, give some of yourself up. But like, you have to get rid of that logical thinking. You have to get rid of all of that. Well, that goes back to me to the, what we were talking about, like, to, like, to take advantage of these different technologies as they could become more in-depth and pervasive in our life, more convenience you kind of have to give up part of yourself. Oh, yeah. No, that's definitely going to be a thing. I think a good tackle on this situation would be, funny enough, a game. It's called Mass Effect, right? And um, one of the characters, her name is Ashley, right? And now these characters, they've seen aliens. They've been to other worlds. And she's still a Christian. And then you could ask her, like, why are you so, why are you faithful? You know, like, what's your belief in? She basically says, what does it matter? You know what I mean? What I believe in versus what anyone else believe in, you know, because it's my personal belief. And that's like the counteract to that, you know? To me, every time someone says that to me, being honest, I think that's just them like backing up well, I or mean, whatever. But it's because I don't have that perspective. Christianity yeah. is between you and your God. And your God, yes. Exactly. So who cares what people think? Yeah, who cares what everyone else thinks? And the yeah. fact is that like nothing, whether it's religion based or not or science it can't explain the world. You just can't. And yeah. we, we, we probably will never be able to explain the world. Never. So it's like unless aliens come down and tell us. So you don't <laughs> know what's right, and there's, I'm sure there's things that aliens don't know either. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's 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 not about who's right, who's wrong. Who cares who's right or who's wrong? Yeah, yeah. As as long as we can talk about the same things, and ha- ha- have a discussion. I think, but let me bring up this. I think 40k and this isn't is a good topic to bring up i'm not joking because you got to remember there's a whole faction of super zealous machine people who believe that there is a mach- a god machine his name's the omnisire and he lives in all machines and the only reason why anything starts is because you chant the sacred chants and you rub the holy oils and um I've been reading like a little bit about the Mechanicus and it does get really in depth on their like form of religion, you know, because it's not just as simple as that. 
there's also like other stuff put into it, you know, which it's kind of crazy because it takes what you said. Like, do you believe in your like car? Right. And I, my counteract is, well, you could take it to a mechanic and that should like kind of deter the belief because if you could fix it and hopefully everything works, then it's just a matter of chance. Rather you get hit by someone else or your own bad driving. Right. But the mechanicus, they live in these giant cathedral ships and long ago forgot how to repair them. And that's what it is. They lost that knowledge. So now they don't know how this starts. But when they pray, when they put their hands together and say the holy fucking data information that they speak. Alexa. Yeah, like, Alexa, please work. You know, like, literally it gets to that level. But because they lost that knowledge, that's the only thing that knows how it works. That's hilarious. So, like, it, it kind of harkens back to what you said. You know, maybe in the future if we lost the knowledge of the cars and totally forgot how they worked, then well, we would have to assume there might be something in it to make it work you know what i mean and then well how does it work we know like if, if we lost the knowledge of like gas and stuff like that for a while it's working and then when it stops we're like oh no did we anger it did we make it angry with us do, how do we appease it and that's like that's what i like about the mechanicus people because they are that ridiculous you know but i do think it harkens back to what you said where i feel like it can get to that point because with all the new technologies coming, who knows? Maybe it, it just might be way too fast and people will forget how all this works. So then it w might get to a point where they're like... But I think a lot of people just don't know how it works, period. Like we rely on a, a, a subset of people who know oh, how yeah, it works. To, to like make it work. So, yeah. that's like, so that was really my point. It's just like these are the people who are going to be more valuable, I guess, to society because yeah, of those reasons. Because they have the information. And we really have to have faith in them and the technology that technology is not being used against us. Wait, because it is being used against well, us it's now. A, well, that's like <laughs> corporate greedism, you know? But it goes back if to we what were I was in saying like, about these technologies cost so much money. So where does the money come from? Usually it comes from private money, from either the government or from venture capital, from whatever, like, well, usually yeah. it's all centralized. If you look back at history, every major like technological advancement was through some form of conflict. Like look at the microwave. People were just trying to learn how to mess up enemy radars and stuff. Um, oh yeah. Okay. But um, you could like, through like conflict usually comes through like a greater advancement into technology, which again, showcases through ghosts in the shell because the last confrontation is like a literal confrontation where they shoot the robot mm -hmm. you know and not ref refusing to understand it and just kill it you know and through that conflict merged the new makoto or whatever the new major right but that's the point is that through major conflicts usually new technologies come out world war one pesticides new pesticides were discovered um, even even World War II, when Hitler experimented with gases on on like on gas chambers and shit, you know, like horrific things, and we use that for like planticide, like a uh, pesticides and stuff, right? And um, like the internet, you know, I think the very, one of the earliest forms of the internet was through DARPA, 
and it was just that a way to like share name. information to yeah. each other. Well, for for like blacklist for, for projects, the military yeah, for stuff. the military yeah, stuff, yeah. And um, th that's the thing that I'm kind of afraid of. I'm always afraid of is that like the only way we're gonna find these new technological advancements is when we have an enemy to face or something, some greater challenge ahead of us, and we need to figure it out right at that moment, right? Um, and in the movie, in the anime, it's kind of like the opposite. It's like, no, you understand and then you merge. And that's how you become a greater being is through understanding, not conflict. I think one element we're not exploring too much there is choice. Choice, yeah. I mean, Kutsuragi at the end still had a choice to do it or not. Yes, that's true, but... Not the robot. He didn't have a choice. That was like his thing to make him perfect. You know what I mean? Like, he could have chose not to fuck up those people's brains or chose just to die himself. But did they really mean? have a choice or were they just following what... Like, you know, so so it, it goes to free will. So, like, were they actually making a choice or they were just doing what their body said to do or something? You know, they're mm. their ghost. I think I would, I hope the director or whoever had in mind creating it, it was more of like a choice thing, you know, because remember throughout the film, we're, we're subtly given all the information, right? And at the end of the day, Kutsuragi has to make that choice at the very last second, right? And the only reason why she chooses to do it is because she looks at her own personal experience of the emptiness and what he has, which is like global connectedness you know or like um something in that sense i don't remember what he offers it is something like that he like offers like great a greater conscious i mean she just i think she reached the limits of what she could reach and by merging with something um with um uh, out of her limit yeah um she becomes she's no longer herself she in a sense she dies no i but think she becomes something else and then this is a new world to explore i think a good way would be she has limits herself and she keeps throughout the whole movie trying to break those limits and she can't figure it out until at the very end where she's given that choice where she's like this is the moment and remember she even asked what what's gonna what's gonna happen to us and i think that's why it's more of a choice because she starts she asks questions if it was like faded there would be no questions it would just be like done you know what I mean? She was hesitant. She was kind of like, well, what's going to happen to me? Like, what's, am I still going to be me? And his answer was like, we're both going to lose something. No, she, oh, we're not going to lose anything. But, oh, yeah. But we will become something else. We'll become something else. Yeah, yeah. We won't lose anything. We're just merging the two. And then through those two experiences of different, si of different sides of the coin um, becomes one greater being some kind or not even greater it's not even like mentioned that they would be like something superior to humans but just a new life yeah exactly because you know like she's she had reached the the, the limits of what she could like she's yeah think as about far Makoto. removed from human as you could yeah she just, she just had that one bit of humanity left in her so what would be next i hate this fucking camera dude damn it dude I don't know. All right, but I think I think we talked a while on this yeah, subject. We're having technical problems. 
But you know, this was a, I like this talk. This talk was good. I like talking philosophical stuff in films and stuff. We had good talks, good debates. Um, I learned a lot personally, you know, like just opening my mind to thinking other things. You know, you're going to laugh at this, but you made me want to read more Mechanicus stuff now. Because now I'm thinking about what you said, like, you know, you believe in that car to work, you know? And um, there's a whole thing in the 40K Mechanicus thing where there's a, these things called Imperial Knights and they have houses and stuff. And it's like, how do they like fix that shit? You know, it's like these giant mega structures. And the simple answer is they don't. They literally, when they go to replace things, they know some basic things, like they know basic tune-ups, but then everything else is all like fucking prayers, you know? I think that's the world we live in now. Like not even technology, like, oh yeah, it's technology, but look look at the financial system, the global financial system and how it all works. Yeah. You could just swipe a card, you could just do whatever and money is transferred from here to there. You get your goods, you get your services. Yeah. You go to sleep, you don't even think about it. But in, in the background, there's so much going on, you know, like um, ledgers here, transactions there. And, yeah. And everything's, we don't know how that works. I mean, I, I don't know how it works. I have an idea, but I don't know how it works. Yeah. I, I, if, if, I, it, but not just about like being able to fix it, but when, when it's something you don't understand, you just have faith that it works and it, that it's not harming you in any way. Oh, yeah. It's very easy for people to harm you with those tools. Yeah, yeah. That's that's an education thing, you know. If everyone learned how all these things work, like, we would probably be living in high future society, you but, know? <laughs> but, but who has the time to, to try learn and learn all that, every yeah. single little thing, yet still have their day job? So Come on, man. I mean, this is why I am a provocator of just integrating technology into our brains. <laughs> And that's why we're podcasters. Why do we, like, why do we need to, like, like, if you need to remember something, like, you know how we just, like, go, like, uh, 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 you know, if we had computer chips in our fucking brain, it would just be, like, pulled up file A, C thing, you know, direct, but that would be, that's, like, future living crazy society. Do you remember uh, Google Glass? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, the, yeah. That was, there was, like, a period in, like, a, a, like, a little bit. Glass back hole. where they wanted to integrate technology to everyday life. Wearable but technology. People are finding out that people don't really want that. They want simple, you know, <sighs> phone, simple, but you it's, know. But it's not simple. Like everyone has a, like some sort of like. Yeah. On the surface watch. level, it's simple. If It's like designed for like kids to use specifically, you know, for, for like money and whatnot. Know, like you could give a nine-year-old an iPad and they'll perfectly know how to like like go around it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nowadays, if you're in a wealthy family, I would imagine. You know? No, it's true. It's like like the earlier. Exposed. And not even then. Like phones are pretty cheap now. Like smartphones beforehand, it was like a luxury item. Now it's like everyone could grab one. You know? Well, what I'm trying to say is that like 50 years ago, like you wouldn't know your heart rate unless you put your fingers to your neck and started counting. Yeah, and now most people have some sort of either wearable technology, or they got their phone, Fitbit. They, their phone. Fitbit. They yeah. put their finger on it, boom, instant, and like instantly, like you know these. I mean, and what is that worth? Who knows? But the, I like that stuff though. I like. I think that stuff is cool. That's like literal uh, Star Trek technology. You know, where they had the little thing and they would just scan the person. They're like, oh, he's all right, I guess. <laughs> Thanks, Bones. <laughs> God Bones. damn it, Bones. I'm a doctor. Not a chiropractor. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah. Bones Have you ever great. seen? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Bones. Good. Good. The relationship um, between him and Spock. 
Oh Words. yeah, that, that's the and then Spock like puts his consciousness in him in the movie. Oh, chef's kiss. Mwah. On that note, let's close it up. I think we're hitting an hour. Yeah, all and right. Our, our, one of our cameras died. The, it's supposed to be the better camera too, motherfucker. <sighs> well, you know, this is what happened. We didn't believe hard enough. It's your fucking fault. You should have fucking sat I down said and a prayer. started a prayer next time. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Next time, I'll, I'll, get some, I'll, I'll light a couple candles. What are the... They get, they get incense sometimes, right? They, like, swoop incense, like, religious stuff. Yeah. Need that. <laughs> to get these all this stuff to work. So, we are signing off. I hope this was a fun episode for yourselves as it yes. was for us. Fun. Very we'll fun. Bye-bye.